Welcome to the Goal In Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Bruss. And today on the show, we've got Gillian Mulholland from GillianMulholland.com. G'day, Gillian. How are you today? Great, Rob. Let's do this. All right, hit it. <laughs> Welcome to the show today. As you know, I tell and share these go all in stories to inspire people. I want you, the listener and the viewer to know that you can succeed no matter how you're feeling about your success in life. Sometimes it feels like everyone around you is winning at life and you can barely shoot a single damn video to put on your LinkedIn or your Instagram because it's so tricky and so difficult sometimes. Well, I can tell you that everybody starts somewhere. And today's podcast is all about remembering your roots and taking a moment to reflect and to see just how far you've come. Going all in and doing whatever it takes to succeed is inspiring. And I know you're going to love Jillian's story today. Before we get into the show, just take a little peek at your phone and hit that subscribe button on the app that you're listening in on. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down and hit the subscribe button there. And don't forget to ring the bell. That way you'll always have a little bit of motivation and some go all in love right there in your pocket. Lastly, if you like what you hear today, please share this episode with your friends and your family. Gillian has an important message to share. And if we can help just one or two people break through their barriers and get unstuck, then we would have done our job here on the podcast today. Alrighty, let's get into this. Gillian Mulholland is a singer. She's a performer, a mentor, and a podcast host who's here to spread the message of self-love so you can level up and live your life of full potential. She asked some really great and challenging questions, which I really love. Some of the questions are, do you ever have that feeling deep down inside of you that you could be doing more? that you have unique talents and ideas and thoughts and that you haven't even scratched the surface to unleash the power that you have inside of you? Well, Jillian is an expert at unlocking these hidden superpowers within you and focusing them into tangible and real skills that you can use in the real world. You're about to be inspired and reminded that you're so much more than you think you are and unlocking that potential will take you to the very next level in your life. I'm excited she's here, so please help me in welcoming Gillian Mulholland. Gillian Mulholland, welcome to the Goal In Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. This is amazing. Well, we've been chatting back and forth on LinkedIn like crazy people and yeah. getting to know each other, which is a really good thing in social media. You meet new people, but the listeners and the viewers of this show don't know you, so let's get to know you a little bit first. Whereabouts are you from? Where are you in the world? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. At the moment, it's raining, which is very Melbourne. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm from. So, great are you be- from there? Did you grow up there? I grew up in Melbourne. I've lived here my whole life. Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, in well, I'm in St Kilda, so mm. I'm in the thick of it, which is great. You're in the thick of it there. That's <laughs> such a uh, beautiful and hip place. And anyone that's listening or watching that's never been to Australia or come to Melbourne, St Kilda's definitely on the on the list of places to visit, right? Yeah, absolutely. You've got Luna Park and yeah, the foreshore down there. It's great. Yeah, beautiful part of the world. Absolutely. And uh, I, I love it down there. That is kind of like my second base. I always think that maybe I'd leave Sydney and move to Queensland or something like that, but it's just too hot there. Yeah. And- the coffee's like terrible. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to move a bit warmer climate, to be honest, but um, mm. we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, the idea of it is good, but when you go and execute on it, it's actually <laughs> not that nice. So a couple of years back, I spent, um, it was probably about three weeks straight on the Sunshine Coast. And I loved it. You know, I love the lifestyle, I love the location, the people, everything like that. But I was just like dying in the humidity every day. It was just really unpleasant. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Melbourne's way better for that sort right. of thing. Yeah, it's rather a, rug up with a jacket and a coat. Yeah, it's a dry heat. I've always wanted to move to Byron. Oh yeah, that's very steroid. <laughs> it feels like Melbourne and then but it's got better weather and yeah. Julian, <laughs> yeah, how how long has it been since you've been doing this coaching thing that you've got going on now? How long have you been doing it for? Um, it's not been that long. It's been just under a year. Brand new. Yeah, so brand new, but it's going really well. Mm-hmm. You enjoying it? Yeah, loving it, loving it. I found my purpose. You did? Yeah. 
Yep. Why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? Because, well, the thing I talk about the most is self-love. I didn't love myself. So self. once you come from a really strong place of self-love, you build your worthiness, you're confident. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's in, in a nutshell, but obviously there's a big backstory. But I just didn't, yeah, I didn't fully love myself. So I played small. Well, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit because I need a little bit of help there. And, <laughs> and when I have these guests on these shows, you know, especially these, uh, and I don't want to stereotype, but I'm going to, you know, these women coaches that do all of this touchy-feely <laughs> EQ stuff. I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't have any feelings. What? We're talking about no. Yes, you do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my all goodness. All the blokes listening to this podcast are like, what, what is this? They're tuning out right now. Uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. Stick with it. Stay with it. You have the most feelings. Come on. Yes, yeah, stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beautiful. Hey, Julian, people come on over to the Go All In podcast to learn more about others that have gone all in. So if you could, could you please share with us your biggest Go All In story or stories and the lessons you've learned from your commitment to success? Yeah, okay. So I've gone sort of all in my whole life. So I'm a singer um, and I've always performed. So I've had that, that part of me, right? So I've been able to push myself to go to auditions where I sucked and I kept going and going and going and um, singing on stage and bands and all that kind of stuff. So I've sort of done that. But the most recent one, which is crazy to me, is I went all in on LinkedIn video. So at the time I had, I was working full time and um, my friend, I wanted to start a YouTube channel, but my friend suggested I go cultivate my personal brand on LinkedIn. Uh, because of the platform there, it's real organic reach and a lot easier than YouTube at the moment. So I thought that was a really good idea, but I was so scared to show up in front of like my colleagues and friends, whatever. I just was nervous, which is crazy to me now because I do video all the time and it's no big deal. Um, but that for me changed everything. So I feel like that's, my, that's one of my stories at the moment. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. And, and in the preparation for this interview, I saw that you'd written something like that. And I was like, finally, something like real. Yeah. You know, people get people get like scared and have these like big um, health challenges in their life. They get cancer or they get sick or somebody dies or really major life events. But your one is is really kind of vanilla. But I would suggest to you that probably nine out of 10 people would be feeling the same way about putting their phone there, talking to themselves like a, some sort of weirdo and feeling like they've got nothing to say and nobody's going to listen anyway. Like, what the hell? Tell me, tell me about the process that you went through because, you, 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 I mean, you've been on stage for years and years. You're not scared of public speaking or performing. That's kind of next level type stuff is performing. But then, then you get scared of your phone. What, what the hell? I know. It, it sounds so crazy even when you're talking about it. It makes me think, I know how silly, but... Yes, I was so nervous and I know a lot of people who want to build their personal brand or even talk about their business. LinkedIn is the best platform at the moment to do that. And I know a lot of people are really scared to show up. So it is scary. That's fine. But yeah, you have to break through that fear barrier. But so I was just really concerned about what people thought. Um, I was very, very I just, that's all I could think about is what, what are they going to think of me? What if I suck? What if I can't keep it up? Because I knew if I was going to do the video, I'd want to go all in and I'm not stopping. So I needed to know what I had to say, I guess a little bit, but at the, the first video was me at the surf beach down the coast with my surfboard saying, Hey, I like surfing, looking forward to connecting, you know, so simple. My friend grabbed the phone. She just did it. I was so nervous. Weird that I'm a performer and I got nervous, but I think before I'd taken a big break from um, what I was doing creatively. So I'd mm. sort of been in a bit of a rut. Um, I was a bit stuck and I was ready to take the leap. So yeah. And, and tell me, it's a bit of a loaded question, but I <laughs> think it's funny. Um, you, you said to me, you're so worried about what everybody else was thinking. What were they thinking? Uh, I mean, like in my mind or in, in like, what were they actually thinking? 
Who knows, both, right? Yeah, it's a loaded okay, question. Yeah, I don't know what they were yeah. thinking. I never know what they're well, thinking. They might look and go, oh, she's cute. Or they look <laughs> and they go, that is stupid. You're an idiot. Or oh, how embarrassing. Who knows what they're thinking? Well, in my mind, I was thinking about what all my work colleagues would think. And I was what were think- you doing before what were you doing before this? I was I worked for Afterpay. Right. Yeah. So I I was um yeah, I was thinking that they would think, oh, why is she doing that? She's so up herself or why is she yeah. trying to be famous? What a loser. That's what I was thinking they might think, which is that's horrible. A, that's Australian tall poppy, right? Yeah. Is the minute that you come out from behind your brand or you do something like that, people criticize you. But what I discovered is that the people that are hating on you like that or the people that you think are going to hate on you like that actually don't produce anything themselves. Well, that's what I've noticed since I've started doing all this stuff and putting myself out there. When you're in the ring, you you cheer for everyone in the ring with you, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. that's I used to be that person. That's probably why, I, and I've learned a lot about judgment now. So I used to be that person that would point and say, oh my God, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? But that's just <laughs> jealousy. And that's just, yeah. yeah, judgment and fear of your own power, really. So how many videos were you in? And I love this because it's so practical. You know, you sucked for the first one or two or 20. <laughs> and when, when, when was it that you kind of felt start to feel comfortable? Okay, well, yeah, I sucked for the first, I don't 50. know. It, well, no, not 50. <laughs> Luckily, because I've got my performance background, I, I kind of, it, it came very naturally, seemingly naturally to me. Um, but I did, people started asking me to sing on LinkedIn because I'm a singer and I had written on my profile that I'm a singer. And I was, that was another step of like, no, I'm not going to be that weird person that sings on LinkedIn. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just stupid. You know, all the, the same fears. And then I did, I started singing on LinkedIn and it's amazing because I've done it almost, oh, I've no, I've done it every week for the past eight months. I think maybe more. So nearly a year, I've done a singing video on LinkedIn and I've got a hashtag, Jill Sings, and, and my, I'm getting better. Like I'm, my, I'm getting better at singing just because of it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just all like, yeah, it's all in. I'm, yeah. yeah. But if I could think of something that was more all in, I can't think of anything that's more <laughs> all in than singing on LinkedIn of all things. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. But I can, I can actually feel the energy of the listeners and the viewers of this show going, oh my God, I'm not getting on LinkedIn and singing. Rob. You are crazy. I'm not doing that. You don't have to do that. But yeah, just getting what the best way to do it would just be to start. That's what I say to everyone now. You just have to start. Your first podcast episode is going to suck. Your first video is going to suck. Your first song is going to suck. But you can't do the first, like you can't get to the 50th without doing the first. Exactly. Exactly. I said to my daughter the other day, why are you so worried about doing that? Just, you've got to learn, you've got to learn new skills and you've got to be, you've got to be brave enough to suck at something and laugh at yourself until you acquire the skill. And then once you've acquired the skill, you won't even remember how bad it was. You might look back at it and cringe at it, but you don't remember why it was so bad because you've got the skill and you're able to move forward. And I can tell you that my personal experience has been no different to yours, by the way. And you, you, you kind of make it sound like you're Robinson Crusoe on an island over there worried about getting on video and filming yourself. But actually, it's, I think almost every single person that's on social media trying to create a personal brand for themselves has gone through that exact feeling. When I kicked off my podcast, I did this course and I paid all this money and, and my missus said, you, you, need, you know this guy, his name's Brian Rose. He runs this thing called London Real. And I was like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some of that stuff. She had, you should go and do that podcast. Why would I do that course? You know, like it was thousands of dollars and I could just learn to podcast on YouTube or Udemy for 20 bucks. You know, why would I spend thousands? And she said, well, you know, you don't have a mentor there. And the very first thing, and I've told the story before in this podcast, the very first thing that they ask you to do when you're in the course, so you're all excited by it. I've committed to it. I've paid the money and I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And the first thing they want you to do is to do a Facebook live and tell the world that you are going to start a podcast. And, and my, I just went, no, I'm not doing that. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Why? I'm just not doing it. Why? 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 I don't need to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, and, and I flat out refused. And they have this really good program at London Real, how they take you through this accountability document and you're in a team of 10 other people and you see these other people turning the, the Excel sheet from a red cell to a green cell, meaning they've completed that particular task. And everyone had completed the task except me because I was too arrogant and too much of a smart ass and had too big an ego to get there and do it. And eventually I sat down on the, on the little couches here beside behind me and I did it and people were like, oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. I can't wait to hear that. That was, they were really encouraging of me. And, you know, it, I think I was pretty kind of gentle about it, but I don't know what I was scared of. I was just. So it was fear gonna, that was coming up. It wasn't arrogance. It was more fear. Oh my you God. Think? I was like terrified of what people were thinking. <laughs> but, it, but you were outwardly saying <laughs> that, no, I'm, I'm doing not doing that. it. <laughs> it's, it's funny when you look back at it, right? The yeah. emotions that you go through and you know, we don't know each other that well, but you can kind of laugh at me and go, no idiot. That's not ego. That's just plain fear. Yeah. You were scared. It is scary. <laughs> it is a bit scary, but it's not after you've done it at yeah. all. You know, I think um, we all recognize as business owners, entrepreneurs, and even as employees, that video is the future. The vast majority of the content that you consume online is video based. If I'm not watching something on Netflix or pirating something down from some other website that I shouldn't be doing that from, I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably um, watching something on YouTube. That's you know, correct. That's, that's the entertainment factor that's, that's going on there for me. And I, I recognize and understand that video is the number one thing that you need to do in business to progress your personal brand and make that happen. But the, the reality is it's, it's so many people's kryptonite. Yeah. And it's a trust factor. When you see someone in video, like, Oh, I feel like I know them. It's mm. so powerful, but mm. I understand it. It is hard, but that's where you just, I mean, you just have to go out and do it, but come, you need to come from a place of, I, I couldn't have done it without building myself up from the inside myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think the, um, the key, if there would be a key, if there was one or two key things that you could say for me personally, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, you just have to be yourself and you, you need to be authentically you because you can't try and create a persona about a personal brand or about something and then be something else off camera or on camera. I, I am, I'm pretty high energy and loud and fun and crazy and a thousand miles an hour in real life. And that's how I kind of am on my podcast. Cause I can't come to my podcast and be some other way like that. And what, what would you say are the, are the one or two key things that you've got to do in order to actually be successful with video? Yeah, definitely be yourself because you, it's really obvious on camera when people are trying to be something that they've seen and they're trying to copy, be yourself, but you've got to pretend a little bit like you're on a show, a TV show, or like Getaway, or <laughs> for your overseas listeners, I don't know what, like some kind of show. That's what I, I at the start, I used to think I did it, did it do a video, and, and it would be so flat and kind of boring. And I'd be like, no, wait, I'm on a, like, just get the energy up. Um, and then the more you do it, like, I don't have to do that anymore. I'm just used to it. You just have high energy yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty high energy as it, you know, stands, but, um, but make sure because some of them are so are quite boring um, mm. because we, we need a reason to watch you. What do we want? People need to be drawn in in the first few seconds. Mm. Yeah. Every now and then I, I have a podcast guest that comes on or asks me and I know them, right? I know them from a referral or say, Hey, can you interview this dude, Rob? And I look and go, yeah. And I just say yes to everything, right? Because I don't know, I just do it. It's that brain mouth thing. They're not connected sometimes. Yeah. I just say yes. And then I look at the topic of what they do and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to make that interesting into a goal in story? <laughs> I, I, painted my, <laughs> I painted myself, how am I going to make recruitment sexy? <laughs> but I do it. I'm good at yeah. it. I can do it, right? <laughs> yeah, I can do it. And the reality is it doesn't matter what, somebody does for a job or what they do for a living. We're all just people and we all have the same. We all have very similar fears and similar desires and wants and needs. We all want to contribute to the world and make it a better place and experience the, the freedom that we're looking for, for ourselves. And we all want to contribute. That's the most important thing. And I, I found that 
when you can kind of strip back all of the things that you do. And that's why I love podcasting so much because you get to spend a decent chunk of time with somebody getting to the bottom of what it is that's driving them and making them go all in that you can get there to the heart of what it is that they're looking to try and do with the world. And really it's the same as what I'm trying to do. Same as what you're trying to do. Same as the thousands of people listening to this podcast are trying to do. We all want the same thing. We all want peace and security. We don't want to live in a, in a chaotic world and we want to experience freedom. That's a really, really simple thing to do. And I love your philosophy of self-love. So let's talk about that. Take me, take me through self-love and, and you're here. So I'm, I'm the most uncoachable dude in the world, by the way. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here's, here's a challenge for you. I'll, I'll throw down the gauntlet for you. Come on. Okay. So, well, how would you feel if you looked yourself in the mirror and said, I love myself? Is that, does that make you feel awkward or you could do that quite easily? <laughs> Your face is saying, <laughs> Your face is saying that's awkward. I don't really have an inner voice. I had one of my friends tell me that one. She's an American girl. She's like, Bob, you've, you've, got to, you've got to dial back the front that you put up, that you're all successful, this paratrooper guy, this tough guy that has no feelings, that does all of these things. And I'm like, well, maybe how? And she's like, listen to this Brene Brown stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was, right? And so I listened to it and I go, yeah, that's cool. What do you want me to do about it? But, do, wait, like you, but if, oh, hang on, she, <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you what she said. She goes, yeah. you've got to listen to this inner voice in your head and you've got you, and it's literally almost exactly the same as what you're saying. How would you say if you looked in the mirror and you said that? And I'm like, I don't have an inner voice in my head. I'm operating on autopilot for 99% of the day. And when I sit down and actually have to think about something, it's usually related to work or finances or life in general it's it's rarely related to me and i think that's kind of the heart of what you're describing and what my other friend was describing as well right yeah well i think for listeners and people yeah people listening i mean it seems to me that you come from a strong place of self-worth and you're doing what you love and there's nothing really holding you back right so you're probably not my ideal client <laughs> <laughs> um but i think more for the listeners if you it's it, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love myself without feeling a bit of like eek or no, I don't want to do that or whatever. That's a good indication that maybe you need to do some of this work. So um, I believe that everything that all of our stuff, like confidence and worthiness and all that comes from when you truly love yourself deeply um, you, you are able to do these things like get on video or do a podcast. Um, mm. it, it then flows on because you can put yourself out there cause you have your own back and you're not, these thoughts in your mind aren't saying, Oh, you can't do that. Oh, what if this happens? Or who said, what if they say this or all the limitations are taken away once you come from this solid place of self-love and that's what happened to me. That's why I preach about it so much. And, and I do know what you mean by those limiting self-beliefs. And I, and I do have, I guess, that's where I do have that little bit of an inner voice. And you know, I, I think it's the, the masculine male ego side of me that say, I don't have an inner voice. I don't have feelings. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's really kind of blokey, right? Oz, typical Aussie bloke. And it's a bit British as well. You know, it's that stiff up yes. thing. Yes. It's very, very British. But the reality is I, I do have a little bit of, self-sabotage stuff that happens sometimes like we all do you know like i should really like finish that quote so tomorrow morning i'm ahead of the curve and i can get ahead of those nine appointments that i've got going on on tuesday sort of thing but that netflix thing looks really good and i'm going to watch that instead <laughs> and that's a bit of self-sabotage and then right? do you say to yourself oh why did you do that then do you just have well, that talk or do you let yourself go and say that's fine i wanted to watch the movie <laughs> I rationalize it by starting like 45 minutes earlier in the morning yeah. or before I go and train in the morning, I'll sit down and I'll finish that quote. I'll go to the gym after it and then come back and then I'm set. Like I'll, I'll slot it back in. Yeah. Cause you also need downtime as well. You know, you can't work for 20 hours a day. You need to, your brain goes to scrambled eggs after a little while. So, but I, I do know that that does happen and I do have a little bit of self-talk at that point. Yeah. Where you say, Oh, I shouldn't have. Yeah. And that's, the thing um it's good to get out of that i mean if you 
if you make a decision and just have your own back with it and, and treat yourself like you would treat a friend, you know, so mm. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. People are really hard on themselves, aren't they? Very, very. We're so hard on ourselves. I, I still do it as well. I have to pick myself up every day. It's, it's a constant battle with your mind. Um, but if you can control your mind, you can do whatever you like. Mm. It's powerful. I, many, many years ago when I was in the military, I, I was in the Navy first and I wanted to, to be in the Army, but they wouldn't do an inner service transfer. So I had to get out of the Navy and then apply and then get back in. And the story goes that when I finally got to the interview, the, the two cranky old warrant officers on the other side, of the, what are you doing here, mate? And I was like, well, they wouldn't do it in a service transfer. And I signed the forms and get out in the next intake type thing. But I actually had about six months in between. And the whole time that I was there in that six months, I had to go and get this like crappy retail job to pay the bills and, you know, keep things going as I was going. And at the time, my missus was away. She was away in Fiji working of all places. And she was gone for like three or four months or something like that. So I was on my own. And all I did was go to this, this crappy job in Darling Harbour, come home and train. And I, I, I distinctly remember my self-talk there that I would, I would jog to the pool, which was pretty close. It was only like probably about a kilometer away. I'd swim two kilometers. I'd swim like 40 laps. And then I would get out of the pool and I would run like 10 kilometers where the, where the pool was located. I could run down two train stations, run back up four train stations, and I'd be like running around the train line, like a big oval sort of thing. And I was so fit. I was super fit. But every, every time I would do that, I would get to these like really big hills and the self-talk that went on inside of my head was like, come on, man, you know, how are you going to cut it as a soldier if you can't even run up this damn hill? And myself, uh, reflecting on that and looking back at that, my self-talk was really negative towards myself. Like, how are you going to do this? You are so shit at this. You're never going to get any good at this. You're never going to be. And I was, my self-talk was around the wrong way. It should have been more encouraging. Like, come on, man, you're, you're, you're on, your time is like 20 seconds slower than yesterday. Come on, put in a little bit here and push a little bit harder. But I never had anybody coaching me. I was just training myself, right? Yeah, that's amazing because you can still have that motivation coming, but in a positive way. Like, come on, you'll be an amazing soldier if you run this little bit further. So mm. just flipping it on its head is so important. And it's damaging that that talk to yourself and and then it comes goes out into other people the way you interact with other people or, or judgment of other people so if you're judging other people you're judging yourself basically I, I remember um when i realized what i was doing to myself and that that inner talk i've never ever been able to um to exercise to do cardio type exercise with headphones in and back in the day we never had bluetooth like we do today and it was i think that's why i can't do it because my entire life growing up was without music if i was in the gym or something like that and there's music on yeah that's that's completely normal and fine but even today i can't jog with headphones on i just can't concentrate on what i'm doing and back back then i remember thinking i can't, the the turning point was I was going for the workout and thinking, oh my God, I have to do this again. You know, am I ever going to, am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going to be able to handle this? Will I be able to, and, and questioning and self doubting myself constantly and constantly. And then I realized that I was doing that. I was like, actually, hang on a minute. This is, this, um, my fitness has progressed incredibly well. My swimming fitness is amazing. And my running fitness was getting good. I need to start working on these other things. And then I, I realized that I was, having this all this negative self-talk inside of my head and you know this is the job of my dreams that I'm going for and if I don't get this right then what am I going to do with my life I, I don't know for heaven's sake so I really focused in hard and flipping that around and I can't remember a, a, a time since you know that was what was that my god 1997 98 around then and I don't remember from all that time ago, ever having that negative self-talk with myself anymore because I realized what I was doing and I flipped it around. So you, you just did it yourself and literally flipped it like that easily? Well, I, I remember thinking that I wasn't enjoying these workouts and I was going to these workouts thinking, oh man, this is such a slog. But it actually wasn't a slog physically. It was okay. It was in my mind. I was make, In my mind, I was making this thing because I was about to go running and give myself the hardest time in the world. And you know, if someone's giving you a hard, if your coach was standing there going, you're worthless, you're useless. 
you would feel worthless Run and useless. faster, yeah. And it would be horrible. And that's what I was doing to myself. Well, right? that's so great you had that self-awareness though. I think a lot of people go through life without thinking about what their thoughts are. So amazing for you to pick that up and flip it around for your benefit. And I can remember it, right? I remember what had happened because it was a negative experience in my life. And you remember those things. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. Jill, tell me about your, your journey from the corporate world into this world via self-love because it, it takes a lot to, it takes a lot to go all in and step off the edge into your own thing, into your own gig without a paycheck, without all of those things and to make that happen. What was that journey like for you? Uh, it's, it's been interesting. It just, but the, because I found well, through the self-love and through putting my self out there on LinkedIn and then starting my podcast and doing all the things, I realized I found my purpose. So it was very easy for me to know what I had to show up in the world for. And that, and to me, it's this, the self-love, I, I will talk about it t- till the end of the earth because For me, I was repeating patterns in relationships and I was trying to outsource all my happiness to someone outside of me when I, when really you have to get it from within. And we all say that. And I I just never heard it the right way until someone told me um, I was watching YouTube and this woman was talking about self-love so much so that I couldn't ignore it any longer. And I was feeling terrible Um, and I started doing the work and it changed everything. So, and now I'm going to be doing my one woman show this year in Melbourne. And it's all centered around this self-love, finding love within yourself and not from outside of you. So it's, it's an, it, it seems like an easy transition from being stuck in a corporate job that I wasn't fulfilled. And I knew I was just kind of drifting to this where I'm lit up and I'm just happy and, and getting invited onto podcasts and, (laughs) and it's just ah, crazy. Did did it feel like in your corporate job that you just had more, more to offer or was there more to life than this? What did it feel like to you? Yeah, absolutely. I was so bored. I think in the corporate world and no offense to anyone who's listening, but it's, they want to keep you in a box and it's, it's very hard to fly when you're being creative and, and, and can I just say that creativity in the corporate world is an asset. I was always kind of dumbing down my creative side and I thought, oh, well, cause when, as a performer, you sort of grow up with the, the tall poppy thing and you, mm-hmm. you don't want to promote yourself because, Oh, you don't want to be out there. That's a lot of common between musicians and actors, I see. Um, but anyway, the, so I thought, oh, my creativity wouldn't fit in the corporate world when in fact I find the higher you are, the C-levels, the executives, they are creative. They've cr- got creative minds because they have to think outside the box and innovate, right? So um Unfortunately, the middle section is not as creative. So they don't, they keep, they want to keep you in that box. And I definitely felt like I had way more to give and I still wanted to utilize my performing skills, but I didn't want to do weddings. I was doing wedding gigs. (laughs) I was a wedding singer um, and that was boring. So yeah, it was just a transition into living how I am now. Well, it's the ultimate dichotomy, isn't it? Because on, on one side, you, you go to the corporate job where you wear your business power suit and get on the train and go to work and then drink drink 14 beers before you come home. This is my experience of the corporate world, by the way, not yours. No, and, I was doing the same thing. I was yeah. drinking all the time as well I was with people yeah. I wasn't even interested in. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've lived in the corporate world as well for a little while and um, I enjoyed a lot of it. I, I, was, I was lucky I had the freedom in creativity to do what I needed to do in a more senior position. But the reality was I feel I was still boxed in. You know, they're, mm. they're still, you're still working for somebody else. You're still doing things for other people. And, and that's like hard. And I always kind of have an, an inkling and an itch. it's always starts with, oh, here's a contract that you can work on. And from a digital, for a digital guy, contracts are really good because you work those contracts, you get paid a lot of money and you get out of there. 
But then the contract inevitably, often, not inevitably, but often comes along and says, hey, do you want to do some more? We, we love what you're doing. Do you want to do some? Yeah, all right, we'll do some more. And then you want to do some more. Hey, why don't you just stop what you're doing and come and work over here? Because the, the people that in, in a, the people that are employers are always looking for talent and the talent that they're looking for usually works for themselves. So bringing them in and folding them in, oh, you don't have to worry about those things anymore. We'll take care of it over here for you. And it looks really attractive. And then I, that's what happened to me. I was, I was seduced by yes. the corporate world, if you like, and got in there and then was like, oh, they locked me up in a jail. I didn't <laughs> I'm, trapped. I'm trapped. How do I get out? There's no windows. There's no walls. And you know, uh, just for your contract. I remember the contract coming to an end, them saying to me, Hey, I, we suppose you want to renegotiate your, uh, your fees and, and, and your pay and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. What? Wow. You just can't leave. Uh, no, nah, uh, it's like hundred and you know, 150 something thousand dollar job. And you're like, no, nah, I'm out of here. See you later. Yeah. Like, cause you buy me, just shackle me with golden handcuffs. I can't, I can't help you. It is hard. It is hard to stay in that. If you're, if yeah, if you're an entrepreneur and you're creative. Yeah. And that's the dichotomy right there is that you, you're out on the weekend running around with a microphone in your hand on, on stage, you know, doing your thing. And that's the ultimate outlet for creativity is performance. And then on the, on Monday morning, you know, you, you're putting your shoes on your, and your corporate clothes on to go to, it's like they're two opposites, the two polar opposites of your personality. Yeah. And that, that's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, it is. And even the people around, like a lot of people in that work are quite set in their ways and don't really like to get out of their comfort zone either. So it's, it's hard when you're doing it yourself and there's no support. You're just, you're this weird person that's trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> you're, you're not, turns out you're not normal. No, they're I'm all not. the normal ones. You're the, you think they're the weirdos. It's actually the other way around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How long was it after you stepped off the edge into your own business before you started to gather some clients? Um, I was still working, so it wasn't, it wasn't that long. It was only about three months. Pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, yeah, CEO contacted me and wanted me to work with his staff. So that was really good. And were, did you have imposter syndrome there or were you like, absolutely? <laughs> oh, you did? It was still there. <laughs> well, I mean, because I hadn't done it before, there was part of me that was a concern that I, if I'd be good enough, I mean, and then that's where the perfection stuff comes in. I've always been a bit of a perfectionist and I've worked on that as well. Um, you can't be, don't be a perfectionist. It's just, mm. it's just boring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, always, every time you take a leap, there's, there's always going to be that fear. And you just take the leap and go, oh, it's, it's fine. Mm. I put some words around that just in the last maybe month or so over the Christmas break that we've had. Um, had a little bit of time to reflect. And I've been picked up a couple of times for a few different speaking gigs, paid speaking gigs about podcasting. And, and I thought the first couple that came along, I was like, eh. I'm not, I'm not all that fussed with speaking. Some people love that stuff, right? I would rather do this. I would rather be on a podcast with one other person, share a story, have a conversation, get to know you a little bit. We build on a relationship. We'll be mates forever now. And then share that with the world. You know, I feel like I can reach more people, but I do like going up on a stage and speaking, but it's not something that I actively seek out to do. Anyway, I had a couple of people pick me up for some paid gigs and I got another one recently and I put some words around why they were doing that because I'm just little old me over here doing my <laughs> thing. Uh, you know uh, when you see somebody up on stage you you tend to put them up on a pedestal a little bit and you think they're extraordinary but they're just ordinary people like you that have done something a little bit extra to get there is sort of how I say it and if anyone's listening to this or watching this and they're about to take a leap into something and they're not sure if they're ready, this is what I use. Maybe this will help you as well. I thought to myself, why would they ask me? Of all the people they could ask about podcasting, why would they ask me? And then I, I pondered and reflected on that question. And where I arrived was I'm, just, I'm a podcaster and I have a business uh, in and around the podcasting space and I know a lot about podcasting. But there's plenty of other people out there that know plenty of other stuff like that as well. But what they don't do is they haven't 
I haven't yet formulated an opinion about things in and around that industry. So in your circumstance, you talk about self-love and all that EQ stuff that you talk about, all those really great things. You've studied that enough, enough and lived it enough to have really good opinions and you can articulate it and you could talk about it for days and days and days. And this podcast could go for days because you're so good at talking about it. And that's what I realized was the tipping point for me was I'd, I'd been able to form expert opinions in and around the topics that they'd been, that I'd been picked up for. That's why they picked me up because they saw me as the expert and I, I was able to deliver a compelling message to them. I was able to deliver with professionalism and expertise and clarity. And now I can move forward with a little bit of trepidation and it, always that little bit of self-doubt, like who might have do that? You know, like I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm just a normal person. But actually, no, in the eyes of those people, they see me as an expert. And I think that that kind of really helped me to realize that I was growing as an individual in this chosen path that I'm on. Yeah, amazing. That, that's all. I mean, you just have to start doing, right? And then, mm. and then that makes you better than the rest. And I want to say that no one, we're not special or you're not special. I'm not special. No one is special. We're all the same. This is all available to all of us. It is. It's, it's yeah. just simple as getting a coach or starting or changing your, the way you think, you know, when you go on your runs, it's simple, simple things, but it takes consistency and yeah, you've had consistency in your podcast. Mm. Yeah. And if you, if you find, find yourself able to formulate opinions that others can't really get to, and, and when you're talking about it, they look at you and go, man, you know a lot about that stuff. Wow. You, you're an expert in that. That means that you're growing as that expert and keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right track. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Joe, tell me a little bit about going all in. And if somebody's listening to this and, or watching this and they're teetering on the edges of doing something. Cause I get a lot of feedback and I say this all the time. The, the feedback that I get is, Hey, I loved your podcast. What a great guest. What great energy, all of those sorts of things. But I, I can't quite get there. I don't know how to go all in. Are there one or two things or maybe three things that you could share with us about actually just doing it and just getting on with it and going all in? Yes. Well, I would start, my one of my practices is journaling so, which i love and it one of the things i do is scripting and so i often script and which is how you write in your journal as if it's happened already so start writing i've just did the best video everyone comment on it and and then you'll start feeling a, a lot better about it or i just started my podcast and it's had you know, a million listens, go all in with, <laughs> with yeah. what you want it to be and start getting your head around it. And really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just start. But there's little things like that you, you can do to make you feel a little bit more comfortable about the process. But at the end of the day, you've just got to start. Mm, yeah, don't. It's the start that stops most people, right? And I'm a big believer that everything happens twice. Um, in, in your mind first, because your mind can't tell the difference between actually thinking about it and going through it and meditating on it or actually in reality. And you see athletes do it all the time. You see tennis players bouncing the ball, you know, doing some funny things because they're visualizing that serve going across the net and, and serving an ace. And you see football players do it as they put the ball on the kicking tee about to, you know, kick for a goal after somebody scored a try. There's a bunch of things that happen in sport like that. But I think we forget to do that in our everyday lives, that things, everything does happen twice. So that's a really, really powerful thing to, to do with that journaling. Yeah. Visualization is really important. Even if you're lying in bed at night, start visualizing what you want your life to be or what you need to do and what, get it done. And, and as you say, athletes do it. That's, mm. that's what Tiger Woods or whatever, they see them cross themselves crossing the finish line first. Yep, so it absolutely. must be pretty powerful. Everything happens twice, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> what about your comfort zone? I'm comfortable where I am. My, my brain is, is keeping me safe and secure, but my conscious mind wants me to go over there and do these things. And I want all of these things out of life. But the reality is my subconscious mind is keeping me 
comfortable. Everything's okay over here. Just turn Netflix on, man. You'll be okay. It's like, it's fine, man. What do you want all that stuff for anyway? What are you going to do with all that? Yes. Tell me about that. Well, getting out of your comfort zone builds confidence. And I often, when I'm in that moment of, oh, I don't really want to do this, I can tell it's me getting out of my comfort zone. And so I sort of lean into those feelings a little bit and just forget, try and forget about it. And then after it, I think, oh, that was totally me being a bit nervous or scared. And Mm. the more I get out of my comfort zone, the more confident I become. And that's one of the first things you need to do is get out of your comfort zone. Even if it's the smallest thing, like commenting on a post on LinkedIn or whatever it is, the tiniest thing, saying someone, oh, I like your hair, I like your shoes or small little things, even wearing something different. If it, if you don't have to get on video, (laughs) I've talked about that a lot, but um, wearing some bigger earrings or something, get out of your comfort zone. And the more you get out of your comfort zone, you just raise the bar each time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's the start that stops most people. You've just got to start to do that. And the more you do that, the easier it's going to become. I I really, I really, the thing that I was most excited about in today's interview as this was coming up was as I was kind of um, looking at your socials and I was looking at the material, listening to some of your podcasts and whatnot as well. Good job, by the way. Thank you. Really enjoyed that. That was cool. Um, I feel like, and you've said it a couple of times, you've, it's like you finally found your purpose. If somebody's listening to this or watching this, but they don't really know what their purpose is, have you got some, maybe some ideas about how they can help, how you can help them find their purpose? Absolutely. So firstly, you have to come from a strong sense of self love. So if you're not meditating, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to start meditating and I always talk about how meditation doesn't have to be this yogi kind of monk vibe. It can be just lying down and guided meditation is very easy to start with. If that's find what works for you, if, if a meditation doesn't work and you're bored and you don't stop meditation is what every successful person does. So um, you need to start doing that. And then, And then, yeah, as I said, get out of your comfort zone. Once you build yourself up from self-love, you'll start to, the thoughts in your head, if you're thinking negative thoughts, will change and you'll start to have your own back and you'll see ways and things you can do and that will be able to help you get out of your comfort zone, which will then build up your confidence. And then your mind will open to possibilities and ways of doing things. I'm a performer, but I never knew I would love podcasting so much. Mm. It's crazy. But because I got on the video on LinkedIn, I didn't have enough time on LinkedIn to talk. Only a minute video, you know, otherwise people switch off. So I was like, ah, I'll do a podcast. Amazing. Mm. And now I'm obsessed. And I had no idea that that was part. So yeah, that's... (laughs) It's it's really it's really important to uncover those things that you find that you're passionate about, and yeah. and then that'll help you find your purpose because you'll yeah. start testing things and you might do something and it you'll hate it and oh I don't want to do that but you've tested it and because you're not scared to fail or mm. the perfection isn't there or you've just given it a go you can pivot and because you'll try it and you'll say to yourself yeah I didn't like that cool I've got your back. Let's go to the next thing rather than saying, oh my God, you, you screwed that up. I can't believe, don't try anything again. You loser. How are you ever going to be a soldier? Yeah. You can't even run up this hill. Exactly. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so not fun. So yeah, that opens don't do that your mind. Yourself. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. You know, I, uh, there, there's been several weeks in my journey of this podcasting thing, and I haven't been doing it that long really in the scheme of things, but there's been several weeks where I do four or five interviews And the last interview inevitably is like on a Friday before a weekend or something like that, where it's just about to have a break. And uh, I I kind of finish what I'm doing. I get it all uploaded and it's all in the machine to get produced and whatnot. And there's been a couple of times where I've gone, man, what an epic week that was. And I've just looked back and I thought that guy was a billionaire. That woman was a world champion. She was an Olympic athlete. He had cancer. Her, her sister died and all. And I'm like, I'm done. 
what am I going to do with my life? I've got to go and do something with my life. And it was, it actually pulled me down because these, I was watching and telling the stories on this podcast of these incredible people doing these incredible things. And I'm just sitting here in my studio, like having conversations with people thinking, man, I've got to do something with my life. And someone said, no, 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 no. That's what you're doing with your life. You're telling those stories. You're sharing those stories. And it wasn't until that person said that to me, I must've been about 70 episodes in when I realized that. And I was like, ah, there's something to that. Yeah. That's why I enjoy it so that much. Looks like, like, it oh. seems like your purpose to be a vehicle for these stories to be shared. Because not everyone mm. wants to have a podcast. Not everyone, but people need to share their stories so that we can listen to them and, and resonate and relate to them so that we can change the world, right? Well, that's the idea, right? We just want to make the world a better place. <laughs> world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Julian, tell me about your business. What's your business called? It's called your name, right? JulianMulholland.com. That's where yeah. people can find you. That's right. Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching in various different ways um, to release your inner badass, basically. Um, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly working with at the moment with women who have experienced heartbreak um, and maybe are a bit stuck in the, the relationship cycles. Um, maybe they want their ex back or just to build them up and to make them feel, you know, sexy, badass and confident Mm -hmm. to get the life they want, whether that's the relationship or whatever it is. And and what's that feel like for you when you're, when you're winning with those clients, tell us what that feels like for you. Well, it's like almost like a rebirth for me because the same thing happened to me. So I, it's, that's why it's all brought it back to, um, what I went through, but it's, it's incredible when, cause I see so much potential in everyone. There's so much potential in everyone and just simple, consistent work changes your life. And so, yeah. and they see that and then that, that transformation happens and they send me flowers and you know, it's just so nice. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. When I when I was thinking of a name for this podcast, the the Go All In show, the Go All In podcast, um, that word potential was key. That was you know it's on the on the bit of paper on the whiteboard and all the things that you're trying to come up with when you're building a brand. And and what I realized that word potential has a future tense to it, meaning you have the potential to do anything. You have the potential to be the prime minister if you want to. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you have the potential to do that if you wanted to. Anyone does, right? And when you decide, when you decide that you're going to go all in, your potential goes from the future tense into the present tense. And when you give your best to the world, when you go all in on something, you're living up to the potential that you've got. What it means to me is you're giving your very best to the world. And when you give your best to the world, you're making the world a better place just incrementally, one by one, one person at a time like that. And my definition of that has been something that I kind of live by. And that's the definition that I created for myself as well. And it sounds to me like you see that in other people as well, which is enormously empowering. Yeah. And as you say, it, your potential, it's just, it makes you feel better as well. Apart Mm. from changing the world, you feel a lot better within yourself. So, I mean, that's what we all want, right? It's funny, right? Anything that you ever wanted is because you don't, you don't want the thing. You want the feeling that that thing gives you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just and nothing more rewarding than helping another person. So kudos to you and, and well done for, for what it is that you do. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Julian, this has been a, uh, a fantastically empowering and uplifting experience for me. I'm really enjoying our conversation. If I met you 18 months ago, how would you have been different? 18 months ago... Yeah, I was very, I was, I was, I was probably at rock bottom. I was very different. I was shy, nervous, wasn't. No. Yes. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't sure of myself. I wasn't confident. I mean, outwardly, maybe I would be able to put on a front, but inside I was, I was lost. I was, yeah, feeling pretty twisted up. Um, I was drinking a lot. So unless you met me at the bar, we wouldn't have met. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, I just was not living my purpose, was not living my full potential. Um, so a lot can change in a very short amount of time, let me tell you. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not a long time. I'll ask the question the other way. Uh, what's on the horizon for you for the next 18 months? Oh, well, I spoke about my show. So I'm doing my one woman show, which is like a cabaret in Melbourne this year, in the middle of the year. And I'm so excited to do that because I've wanted to do that for probably like eight years, but I haven't had the confidence, haven't like let myself do it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's all happening. I've written it and that's really exciting. And just more of the same. So more coaching and building out speaking gigs and all sorts of stuff. So just watch my journey. (laughs) It's crazy. Sounds exciting. Sounds very, very exciting. Well, again, Gillian, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing a little bit of a a window into your world, particularly around the goal in mindset and philosophy. But I can't let you leave this podcast as we're bumping up against an hour here without putting you in the goal in podcasters hot seat. You ready? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of fun, bit random. Yeah. To uh, one fellow Aussie to another, is there a favorite holiday destination that you've got? Travel is one of my favorite things. That's why I love to ask that question. I love travel, but yeah, I spoke about it before. Byron Bay. Byron Bay. <laughs> Aussie through and through, baby. That's as good as it gets. I'm so Come Aussie. Oh, I know. I've been, I've been all over the world. No, New York. New York is one of my other top. Yeah. Pretty, pretty nice. standard, but. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, what's a, what's a skill that you've not yet mastered? A skill that I haven't mastered? Oh, um, so many. <laughs> I w- I'd really love to skateboard. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to learn that when you're a kid. You're going to need to get those brain connections, those synapses when you're a kid. That's hard to learn when you're an adult. Exactly. I tried the other day and uh, it was too scary. <laughs> I grew up on a skateboard as a little kid and, and my daughter wanted a proper one recently and we got a one and uh, when she wasn't here, I took it out and I went and went and rode it and uh, yeah, I nearly, nearly broke my neck. On yeah. The <laughs> I think I'd break every bone in my body. Um, it's concrete. I can't do that. Yeah. Be careful. Cool. Cool. Hey, uh, what's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received? That I've ever received. Oh, start before you're ready. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's been the theme of this podcast. Really. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Start yeah. before you're ready. I hear that a lot. It's yeah, it's really important to just get going. Awesome. I love it. All right, Jillian, if people want to connect with you and find out some more about you, what's the best way to do that? So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and I'm at Jillian Mulholland. And of course, go to my website, JillianMulholland.com. I've got a mailing list you can sign up to. Or LinkedIn. I'm on the LinkedIn and my podcast is Jill Chats. So there's plenty of ways to contact me. Plenty of ways to reach out. And if you're listening to this podcast, just take a little peek at the show notes on the app that you're listening in on and all the links to Jillian's uh, website and her socials will be right there. So you won't have to go poking around in Google for them. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, just scroll on down and all of the links are right there. Make sure you head over to iTunes or to Stitcher or to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the Jill Chats show and hit the subscribe button when you're over there as well. Julian, thank you so much for coming on the Golden Show. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you here. It's been a lot of fun. Before I let you go, have you got a, a parting comment, some final wisdom for us? Just love yourself like your life depends on it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a nice way to close out the show. Thanks for coming on. We look forward to speaking with you soon. It's bye for now. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to connect with Jillian, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to her website and her socials are right there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll on down and the details are right there in the show notes as well. Now, if you've got a message or some feedback for the show, you can reach out via the Goal In socials or you can send me an email at any time. Just visit goalin.com.au to find out more. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever you're doing, get busy, get to it and go all in. I'll see you next time. Light me up, don't you stop. Cause tonight, it's on the line. Show me how you get on down. Close my eyes, take me for a ride
coming like me. Yeah.